Episode 3 of Errand of Mercy, 
My name is Geraint Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. It's the 29th of May, 2012. And it's still boiling hot. Yeah, it's been like a week since we recorded our last show and the sun shows no sign of letting up. It's ridiculous. It's gone from pleasant sunshine to some form of solar dictator now. Um, I'm beginning to get fed up with it. I'm I'm still kind of enjoying it. I'm kind of I'm still enjoying the sitting outside and reading my book during my lunch break. I enjoy the overcastness. It, it agrees with me. I was saying to somebody at work today, if I wanted to spend a lot of time outside in the sunshine, I wouldn't have become a microbiologist. And that's kind of how I feel about the weather in general. I think it's been too hot as well these last couple of days, like uncomfortably warm. Really? I don't. I think if anything, it's well. I don't know. I mean, we do live on other sides of the Pennines, so this could be an issue. Definitely here in Manchester, I think it's got a bit cooler. It's been very warm here in Nottingham, and also the uh, kids from next door have been having water fights across my back garden, which started off as a charming view of Middle England. Uh, yeah. But now it's kind of become a bit annoying because I don't want to be an angry old man after our conversation <laughs> kids go for Lord. yeah after yeah. our conversation a couple of weeks ago where i talked about how um, one of the kids asked me if i had a son asked me why i had so many toys i don't want to you own I, a water pistol i don't own a water pistol i could just take them down i could go and get a massive water pistol that spins around and then just step out of my back door and but cycle I, it up by a massive water pistol that spins around, you mean a sprinkler? No, I mean one that's like a Gatling gun, but it fires water somehow. <laughs> and then they could all be water fighting across my garden, and then a shadow would fall across the sun, and I'd step out of my back door, and they'd hear the, the motor of it cycle up, and then I'd say some kind of water-based catchphrase. I'm not sure what I'd say. Yeah, I can't really think of one straight off the top of my head. I, I, something, something like Mister Freeze says from that terrible Batman movie: "Cool off!" <laughs> spraying them down with water. Water, probably... water, way to go! God, no. <laughs> I'm not going to get you to write my snappy one-liners. I'm really bad at puns. I'm but sorry. I feel kind of vindicated because. The main reason I'd like them to stop having water fights across my back garden is so that I can utilise it and enjoy the sun. At the moment, all I can do is... Be trapped inside by the battle raging. By the exuberance of youth. (laughs) I don't really mind that much, but I kind of would like to use my garden and am simultaneously glad that it gives me an excuse not to have to be outside. It's a conundrum. On Friday, I had a barbecue... On a Sunday, I went to Leeds and kind of sat outside with my niece in the garden, kind of like while she played around in a wash bucket. She's not two yet, so that's cool. Oh, wow. She, um, yeah, she's small enough to fit in a wash bucket. Yes. Um, and then we crashed the Kurdish wedding, which was fun. What? We went out for a meal in Leeds and we went to like a Kurdish restaurant. We had some pretty nice food. And while we were in there, uh, sort of a, a group of burly women walked in. Um, and started putting women. Yeah, started putting like vases of flowers and stuff on all of the tables and glaring at us. 
and having kind of fast-paced arguments with the owners of the restaurant. Apparently, the people who ran the restaurant had been told there was an engagement party at 8 p.m., but it was actually a wedding reception at 7 p.m. Wow. Okay. So it was basically just like a Kurdish wedding in this restaurant. Was oh, assembled. It was assembled around you while yeah. you were trying to have a meal. Amazing. So was, what are Kurdish we, weddings like? We we left pretty quickly after it kind of got underway, I'll be honest. We, we, did, we didn't stick around. around. I would have stuck around. Just to just to find out, get get that cultural experience. I don't think we were terribly welcome. Like, uh, the, the people who ran the restaurant were very apologetic about the whole thing, but I think the, uh, the mothers-in-laws, etc., were not so cool with the whole situation. <laughs> I can imagine, actually. <laughs> Speaking of cultural exciting experiences, I uh, watched the Eurovision Song Contest this week. Really? Yeah. Why did movie. everyone watch the Eurovision See, Song Contest? I don't understand why you didn't. Because... I didn't want to see Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> there's I a list of things. Him. There's a list of things I don't want to do. That is probably like around sort of mid hundreds of things I don't want to see. But you know, I like to imagine that it's like something from the Bicentennial Man. I like to imagine that he's a um, a robot who wants to be human. Be honest, I I kind of just assumed he died. They've they've replaced him. With some form of android. Yeah, wasn't he dead? He was dead. Yeah, yeah and then he's brought back. him back as a robot. He's okay. better, faster, stronger, more good at singing. Well, apparently ballads. not, as far as I can tell. Apparently he did really badly at singing. Yeah, I think we came second to last. Yeah, but who, who, who was worse than us, Simon? Can you remember? Um, I think Norway were. Oh, ah. But they weren't that bad. Uh, yeah, there weren't really any really terrible acts this year. There, like Russia had a really kind of gimmicky band that was all grandmas. They sang like Europop, and that was kind of sweet. But uh, there was nothing that was really diabolically terrible, oh. uh, which was kind of disappointing. <laughs> Apart from it's in Azerbaijan. Well, yeah, I turned it on for like five seconds and got like a clip of what I assume is an Azerbaijani TV presenter trying to be excited about Estonia. Those are like the the best thing about it is watching three vaguely European people trying to a speak a language that isn't their primary language and b use it to express excitement about something they give nothing about. It's amazing. <laughs> Also, see, one of them kind of looked like a gay android Will Wheaton. <laughs> Seriously, check it out. You check it out. No, I'm not going to check it out. You know I'm not going to check out your revision. It was very enjoyable. But the, the main thing that confused me about it is it was in Azerbaijan, which is kind of cool. They built a stadium for it and stuff. But before each country goes on, there's usually a little primer video. Lost what, about, like about their country? Yeah, 15 or... seconds. And it's not really about their country. It just shows you things. Like if it was about England, you'd probably have some shots of the Lake District, London, maybe Manchester, other kind of famous spots around England, like the, the Angel of the North, that kind of thing. But they didn't do that this year. They just showed stuff about Azerbaijan. <laughs> um, and... The saddest thing about that is Azerbaijan's not a massively developed country. It, they basically made it look like all they have is 
horses, fire, lots of scrubland, and one city. I think the one city thing is pretty damn accurate, but as far as I can recall, Azerbaijan's actually fairly well off. It's got a buttload of oil. Yeah, yeah, but but that doesn't mean that the country itself is particularly... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I imagine there's a lot of people out in the sticks who yeah, aren't doing so great. One of the things they chose, because they had like Azerbaijan, land of X, or Baku, which I believe is their capital city, yeah. city of X... One of them was Azerbaijan, Land of Drive, and they just showed lots of pictures of cars. <laughs> like, I we was going to say, now. wait, well, yeah, like, <laughs> like when you said deal. Land of Drive, I thought you meant Drive as in, like, ambition. No. So they show, like, sort of enterprising young people being, no, and, no just driving. Just, just people driving cars. Like, like they haven't realised that that's not been a big deal since about the 50s. Which was kind of sad. Well, I kind of get what you're trying to do here, but that's that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> um, I'm pretty low on the pay grade scale in England, and I own a car. I don't own a car. Yeah, but that's because you probably choose not to. Yeah, I can't even drive. Exactly. If you wanted to own a car, you could definitely own a car. Yeah, I you guess. Just need a, you just don't have a license to drive one, so there's no point for you to have one. Yeah, all right. But um, yeah, no, yeah. Another one was Baku City of Light, which simultaneously made it look like having electric power was a big deal and that Baku was the only city in Azerbaijan that had electrical power. Um, <laughs> so, so you feel there was a lot of things that Azerbaijan was trying to do here that didn't really pull off well in translation, you know? No, I feel like... Maybe it's just me making unfair assumptions about the uh, the country itself, but there was a lot of things. One of them was just land of horses, and they're like, we have horses. Like, well, cool. Well, well done, guys. So it's basically Azerbaijan, we've got a bunch of stuff other people ha- also have. Yeah, like land of Burger King. <laughs> Azerbaijan, land of Starbucks. I hope I they're was, following was, the embargo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they should all of Azerbaijan because all of Azerbaijan listens to this show. Well, they're going to hate us now. But I actually know some Azeri people, so you know we might actually have some Azeri listeners. Hi guys, I'm sure your country's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty good. But the issue is they didn't really give a fair representation themselves (laughs) because it was either like kind of shots of shots of countryside that looked like low rent Lord of the Rings. Or just unfor- boring stuff. Yeah, unfortunate, <laughs> like all kind of really, really twee expressions of cultural stuff. Like if Baku, England, land of concrete. Yeah, yeah. Or like if England would just say things like England, land of maypoles, and then force you to watch that five or six times in a three-hour period. Um, <laughs> really, really twee stuff. Nothing that interesting. We have like colourful buildings. Well done. I feel like we could have seen more of Azerbaijan than they showed us. You feel and they that kind of sold makes me, themselves short. Yeah, I, that kind of also makes me worry that maybe the rest of Azerbaijan we're not meant to see because it's all Ooh. kind of falling yeah. apart and oppressed, possibly. I don't know. That's probably just me being disillusioned and um, <laughs> pessimistic. You are pretty pessimistic, yeah. to be honest. That's nice. If you assume the worst, nothing will disappoint you. 
especially when it comes to foreign relations. Yeah, speaking of that, I was encouraging everybody at the Eurovision party I was at to vote for Greece so that we can collapse the Eurozone. To be fair, I think the Eurozone's doing a pretty good job of that already. I'm pretty sure that all it would take, though, to tip everything over the edge is for Greece to have to worry about funding, hosting Eurovision next year. That would just be, that would be it. That'd be the tipping point. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm not down with that because it probably would mean that, like, half the population of Greece would also have to, like, starve to death or something. Yeah, but they'd have a really cool musical show (laughs) to look forward to. The whole idea of, of, of Eurovision is, to me, just like the crap they have on the Palace Theatre and, like, the Palace Hotel and stuff. Because I'm pretty sure the Palace Hotel once had Engelbert Humperdinck performing at it. Yeah. And I, I, I always go on about this because they had this huge post. The Palace Hotel, if you don't know, is this massive hotel, like, in Manchester, just opposite Oxford Road Station, which is like one of the main train stations. And they had this huge banner up advertising the fact that Engelbert Humperdinck was performing there. But it kind of printed really poorly, so like the colour hadn't come out quite right. And his head was just bright red. Amazing. And it looked like Satan. <laughs> it, it was just Satan. a picture of Satan. <laughs> but Engelbert like, Humperdinck is Satan. At, at the moment, the Palace Theatre, which is like I think connected just across the road, has has its own massive poster up, which is so utterly ridiculous. It, it's a poster saying it, it's called I think it's I haven't it's I dreamed a dream the Susan Boyle story, starring Corinne something, just some kind of singer, special guest star Susan Boyle. What? So, <laughs> so what? Yeah, it's like a musical about the life of Susan Boyle, guest-starring, not as herself, Susan Boyle. Holy shit. (laughs) It's bad enough, okay, it's bad enough that you're making a musical about the life of Susan Boyle. I'm pretty sure there's not a musical about the life of, I don't know, Stephen Biko or... Literally, lit, it, yeah. What has it been on the Palace Theatre? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or literally anyone else. That <laughs> on its own, that's bad enough that that exists. But the fact that Susan Boyle isn't like the the star, you would think it would be the Susan Boyle show with Susan Boyle and yeah. nobody else. But it's she, the fact that she she's appearing in it. But what? <laughs> But she's got a pair of pipes on her as well. Yeah, exactly. She could do that. She could probably, you know, sing the main part. Yeah, she could probably sing for songs she sung herself, which is why she's moderately famous. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to make a musical about you, but um, unfortunately you look a bit weird. Um, We're going to cast somebody a bit more photogenic as you. We'll give you a spot, though. Yeah, like, we'll put you in it. we we'll probably put you in it as like a, a, a haggard dinner lady or or maybe an angry old lesbian, but, <laughs> but, but not as you because you look a bit weird, love. That's, that's terrible. I reckon they should cast her as the mum in Blood Brothers. That would be awesome. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen Blood Brothers? I haven't, no. It's my second favourite musical. Why don't you tell the audience about Blood Brothers, son? 
yeah, it's um, it's about two boys separated at birth, growing up in, I believe, it's nineteen eighties England. Yeah, um, it's, is it in England? I, I kind of, I mean, I, yeah, I, I've not seen it because you know I've never seen anything. I thought it was like set in Northern Ireland or something. Am I thinking oh, of like an entirely set, different? No, movie? I think that maybe the family are Irish. Right. I'm, I'll just because. <laughs> Man, you're you're really selling your favorite. The second favorite. So, what's your favorite music? Hairspray. <laughs> what? Oh, cool. Whatever. Hairspray. Hairspray's about the revolutionized the world, apparently, according to a poster I once saw for the well, I hairspray. Think, to be honest, like the events it's based within may have revolutionized the world. Yeah. Um, let me just have a look. Blood. Brothers, are you just googling blood? Just, bro? just Wikipediaing it. Wikipedia. Um, uh, Make sure uh, to put the brackets musical part in it, just so you know. Uh, production history plot, uh, set in the sixties. Um, so you even got the decade wrong. Yeah, I don't know when it is. It's kind of sixties through to the eighties. Kind of, it's a it's about classism in 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 and around Liverpool. Essentially, it's about two brothers who are who were separated at birth. One of them's brought up in an upper class family, and the other one's brought up in a working class family. And it kind of tells like a their stories. The thing. Kind of, yeah, but really quite depressing. Because and it's also, <laughs> also there's a like the narrator character. I think he's kind of meant to be Satan. So what, Engelbert Humperdinck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Engelbert Humperdinck, who narrates it. No, <laughs> it's kind of crazy because the person who's telling the story to you is kind of like Satan. The only times he interacts with the characters is to get them to do kind of bad things. It's pretty cool. And also, it's a musical, so it's fabulous. <laughs> Which I'm going to address the elephant in the room. I know it's kind of gay to have favourite musicals, but shut up. That's fine. I'm, I was happy with it. Be out and proud about your cats. love of musicals, Simon. No it's one's favourite musical is Cats. Shut up. It's about cats. <laughs> speaking of, like, going back to Blood Brothers, that was about class, did you yeah, say? it was, Spe- yeah. Speaking about class, remember last week I got given a flyer in town, which is a Scientology yeah. flyer? Yep. And I was which saying how... Like, to me kind of um, reliving yeah. some suppressed memories Being I had. Suppressed memories. And I, you remember I said it was really cheap and terrible? Yeah. On Saturday I was in town and I, um, I was given a really not cheap and terrible flyer. Ah. I was given a flyer by the Communist Party of Great Britain, Marxist-Leninist. Nice to uh, see that they're uh, they're profiting enough to be making high-quality glossy. Yeah, it, it's, it glossy? It, yeah it's, it's got a glossy cover. Um, an inside... stiff cardboard glossy kind of feel to it um not stiff it's kind of like it's a it's a it's a sort of 20 page booklet really more than a fly i know and it's 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 really professionally well made i mean you you were once a teenage leftist weren't you simon i have been featured on red watch yeah possibly a story for another time yeah but yeah anyway so i was given this flyer and i was like wow this is a really like professionally made flyer 
And it was, I mean, I, you know, and I was like, man, I'm down with this, you know. I mean, we've all been given flyers yeah. by sort of left wing, left wing kind of political parties on the street. And generally, some of us have um, given them out. So some of us may have given them out on occasion. Generally, sort of poorly photocopied, bad typesetting. Yeah. Not great quality. But yeah, I was like, wow, you Communist Party, you've really got your shit down. So I was kind of intrigued. And I thought I'd look into um, the Communist Party of Great Britain. It's, it's, it's important me pointing this out. It's the Communist Party of Great Britain, brackets, Marxist, Leninist. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Communist Party of Great Britain yeah. or the Communist Party of Britain, brackets, Marxist, Leninist. A lot yeah. of, you know, there's a, there's yeah. a lot of it's, different Communist parties going on. I think on. Frank Turner put it best when he said, it was worse when we turned to the kids on the left and were let down again by some poor excuse for protest, yeah, by idiot fucking hippies in 50 different factions who were trapped up in some kind of 60s banner reenactment. So I packed all my pamphlets with my Bibles in the back of my wardrobe and I headed for the door. <laughs> that basically typifies... The reason I don't the, do that anymore. The, the, this Communist Party, though, less kind of 60s banners. Yeah. They're kicking it more old school. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The, like, right, the, like what? So they're, they're suggesting gulags and brutal putched. Literally that, yes. Really? Yeah, they I split was kind away. Of taking the piss. They split away from the Socialist Labour Party because um, apparently the Socialist Labour Party would refuse to support North Korea. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alarm bells. The, the, the first, the, the picture of them on their Wikipedia page has them carrying a big picture of Stalin through the streets of London. Oh, okay. You kind yeah. of losing me now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And their leader has uh, has produced um kind of the, their leader is a is a gentleman called Harpal Bra who is an a, an Indian born communist politician, writer, and businessman. Last part, uh, kind of weird for a communist, but you know. There's a, weird, there's a weird combination of things. He, along with his daughter, is an active member of the Stalin Society, okay. the website which contains articles denying Soviet wrongdoing in the Katyn massacre, oh, oh, the Ukrainian yeah. famine, and the Moscow and the Moscow trials, which they blame on the Nazis, dismiss as propaganda, or describe as fair process. So essentially, we're dealing with left-wing Holocaust deniers. Kind of meant. Kind, kind of that. But damn good flyers. Good flyers, guys. Good flyers, guys. Like your flyers, <laughs> kind of terrified of everything else. I think, I mean, I mean the, the fact that, like, I mean, they were clearly, like, looking at the flyer, they're clearly a really well-organised bunch. And I'm just, like, kind of disappointed that the craziest communists have managed to kind of really get it down. <laughs> Everybody else is um, too chilled out. Everybody else is too busy, you know, arguing, infighting. The moment a bunch of people unify, they're probably a bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess it proves that maybe Stalinism was right after all. Yeah. Maybe controversial opinions. <laughs> maybe he was. Maybe. Maybe, maybe all of that. Maybe all of that was right. Or more likely, probably. Yeah. Probably not. Well, you seem to you seem to have some kind of warped views of how the world works there, Jay. Um, <laughs> kind of worried. My advice is don't fall for any political group that's split from another political group because that political group probably wouldn't support North Korea. Yeah, I mean that's 
that's a rule that's a rule you can probably take with you to your grave because I don't think North Korea is going to stop being scary in our lifetime you know there are other scary countries though you know one scary country is Zimbabwe yeah yeah. The Communist Party of Great Britain, Marxist Leninists, they support North Korea. Mm-hmm. Do you know who? Do you know who supports uh, Robert Mugabe? Uh, who Who does that? Is um, it, uh, David Cameron. He's been made the UN International Envoy for Tourism. What in Zimbabwe? <laughs> is, yeah, no, just the whole world. Robert, what? Robert Mugabe has been honoured as a leader of tourism by the UN's World Tourism Organisation. Why? Why Robert Mugabe? <laughs> because Why him? <laughs> as far as I can, I'm aware, he's, he's not really into people who aren't from around here. Yeah, yeah, that, probably that, that was kind of his thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I, was he is he really been promoting tourism to Zimbabwe? Maybe. Well, I guess if you live in a country and then all of a sudden that land you own isn't yours anymore, you're technically a tourist. <laughs> so in a way, he's Promot- just a really intelligent tourist rep with a very aggressive recruitment protocol hell of a travel agent wow what a travel agent what we're going to do is we're going to send you to a country make you think you live there or you or no more land uh (laughs) better find a hotel um yeah i mean this is in the same week i mean this this was this is actually breaking news this is actually like and also this is actually real news like this isn't a Mickey take. No, this um, is straight up real news. This is we're recording this show at the present time. It is it is seven to seven. Um, this this news story was announced at five o'clock this afternoon. So barely two hours off. This is actual news. I'm hoping it's an elaborate ho- hoax. We can catch up on it next episode. Oh, so it's, I mean, it's in the same week that he's also announced that he's uh, he's he's a fan of Chelsea. Thus oh, confirming that he is evil. <laughs> I think that's a yeah. That's probably a um, subjective thing. I don't think that you can really associate a football team with um, Robert Mugabe levels of evil. Um, well, I think you can. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll leave that for um, for the internet to decide. So that's that's a real news story that seems like a joke. Um, I've got the opposite. I've got. Um, some fake things that were featured in real news this week. Um, okay, right. This was um, from a an article posted by Eurogamer.net um, yesterday on the 28th of May. A reputable um, news website. Yes. So, um, so first things first, why am I talking about world news uh, on a gaming website? Well, the answer is BBC have been talking about Syria a lot recently, obviously, talking of scary places in the world. It's yeah. a big deal. Recently, there's been talk about um, Syrian officials not being allowed into the Olympics. But that's not what they were talking about in this specific example. What they were talking about here is... is Uh, The United Nations Security Council and Amnesty International were having a conversation about Syria. And that's obviously the kind of thing they do because it's it's a big talking point at the moment because of all the craziness that's going on over there. The only issue is the BBC can't really tell the difference between the 
actual logo for the United Nations Security Council and yeah. the logo for the UNSC, a fictional organisation from well, the game is, Halo. What, what does UNSC stand for, Simon? United Nations Space Command. And, and you're telling me that's not a real thing? That's and... not a real thing. <laughs> because at the moment, with our present level of investment in the space race, i.e. none, because yeah. we're all trying to actually afford bread, we can't really afford rockets, general people. So there's not really any need for a United Nations Space Command. Um, the BBC don't really understand what logos look like, I guess, and none of them have played Halo. Because, you know, the symbol of the UN Security Council isn't an ominous-looking eagle clawing the earth. Yeah, there's a, there's a massive difference between the UN Security Council logo and the UNSC logo from Halo, and apparently the BBC can't tell the difference. <laughs> um, I mean, there's really, like... We, there's really two ways that this could have happened, which is one, there is some guy in the BBC graphics department who did it deliberately because he was dicking about, or some an attempt working for the BBC just did a Google search for UNSC. I'm going to Google UNSC now and see what I get in images. Um all right, and then you could then we can kind of clarify once and for all how yeah. this terrible mistake happened. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of Halo images, um, <laughs> but the funny thing is, there's a lot of Halo images, but I mean general Halo images, like well, the like UN- it- pictures of space guns <laughs> and spaceships and pictures of things with the Halo logo on them. But not um, no actual United Nations Security Council images. I, so I like I'm scrolling down continuously. I'm on page ten, <laughs> and you still haven't found. I'm the still screen. seeing pictures of space guns. <laughs> um, I'm also now seeing some pictures of the big round table where the UNSC meet. Um, the real one. Not yeah. The, also, no one, one, no one calls it the UNSC. I think I that's think, an important point. I think. Yeah, I think that's a cooler name for it. I think we start to start need to start referring to it as the UNSC. But I think we've proved it wasn't a mistake. It was no. an expert prank. Some, I think somebody was taking the piss. Do you so think the cads of are, Monmouth have been at work? The cads of Monmouth. Yes, I think so. So, um, cads of Monmouth, well done. And whoever your person within the BBC staff was, good work, sir. I hope they never found you, and I hope is, you is still he, have a job. Is he our awesome guy of the week? He is definitely. Whoever did that, whoever whoever managed to get the United Nations Space Command logo onto the BBC News, good work. You are our awesome person of the week. I, I do have another candidate for Awesome Person of the Week, though, first, so I don't think we should be too 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 hasty here. Okay. Do, do you know the um, the 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 film slash book Touching the Void? Yes. It's it's about a mountaineer who falls down a crevasse, essentially. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the the man who did it um, wrote a he he wrote a book about it. The uh, the mountaineer Joe Simpson wrote a, wrote a book. Which has um, been, you know, it's been studied in schools, um, you know, as part of English courses and things. Um, he yeah. recently joined Twitter, um, which, and followed by 
teenagers insulting him in awesome ways. Really? The 51-year-old was branded a crevasse wanker. (laughs) (laughs) One student, Madeline Turner, tweeted, your book is the reason my entire year will fail our English exam. Learn to write, you illiterate fool. He he decided, you know, the sensible thing to do when you're in an internet argument is to back away, you know, be calm. So he did that. Um, He... He's he. Someone else said, "You seem like a nice chap, but why the fuck did you have to write a book?" And he replied, "To piss you off." Good man. Good man. It can only go well from here. But you know, it wasn't just English students. This was an international, multi-ethnic effort to yeah. annoy this famed mountaineer. A uh, a Turkish student, um, a Turkish student of English called Orkan Kurt Duman. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Well, his last name is already almost the man. Kurt the man, yes. So Kurt the man. He he sent a message saying, Hi, Joe, I wrote you a few months ago. I I said I had an exam about your book. I failed because of you. You owe me. Kind of jokey, I think. More than kind of... um, so, uh, Mr. Simpson, the man's near, replied, nope, you're just crap at English. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Turk, the Turk, this Turkish kid spoke back with what I think makes him my awesome dude of the week. I am a student who learns English, but you are a stupid who fell down on a mountain. <laughs> that is, well, yeah, in broken English, but still. <laughs> of course. <laughs> No, it's like, you know, I learn English, you do mountaineering, and you suck so badly off it, you fell off the mountain. Um, so Simpson, you know, took the high road, essentially, after that. He said, okay, bored of this now, so I'll either stop Twitter or block all school kids. He described all school children as loathsome scrotes. Loathsome scrote. That's old man insult there. That really is old man insult. Because so, yeah. It was a simpler time. You could call people loathsome scrotes if you want to. So I'm fully in favour of this multinational effort to piss off this guy because he sounds like a dickhead. But but he's he's also (laughs) kind of pretty cool himself. And Touching the Void is a pretty cool book, I think. But kind of to you. (laughs) I posit that I'm I'm fully behind the kids in this one. Yeah, you see, you're down with the kids. I'm down with the kids, Simon. Um, You're just an old man. Talking of um, of, of school children who are loathsome scrotes, um, <laughs> yeah. did you know that boys are broken? What do you, that sounds like the name of a boy band. Is that what you're boy, talking about? Boys are broken. Are we, are we already on the shit no, song? We're not. <laughs> no, we're, we're not on the, uh, the, the shit music for terrible people part of the show yet. There's a TED Talk that's doing the rounds at the moment. Uh, that was given recently, Philip Zimbaro, who is a psychologist. Zimbaro was the master. Zimbardo. 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 I'm going to call him Zimbaro. Zimbaro, okay. Zimbardo, whatever, potato, potato. Um, Philip <laughs> potato, Zimbardo. potato, Zimbaro, Zimbardo. Exactly. Philip Zim. Philip Zim- I can't even talk now. Philip... <laughs> Zimbardo. He was the mastermind behind the Stanford Prison Experiment, which was uh, made in the 1970s about um, the effects on the psychology of young males 
if they are either um, prisoners or prison guards. Yeah. Which and essentially taught us that humans are wicked fucked up. Yeah, everybody kind of went a bit crazy, if I remember rightly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's recently given a TED talk. He's called it The Demise of Guys. Um, it's a good. I, I like that it rhymes. Yes, I showed you it before the show. Posted um, up on the Facebook page, I think. Uh, yeah, it's going to go on the Facebook page. Is it TED or TED? I call it TED because I like to imagine that there's a really wise, nice and humble guy called TED who vets all of the talk subjects before they go out. He never right, gives yeah. any talks on his own, but he just likes to share interesting things with the world. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, OK, I like, I like that. We'll, that's why we'll I call it TED. TED. So, um, so TED liked this and TED decided he was going to give him some airtime. And it's a really interesting talk, actually. I originally discovered it through a CNN article, which uh, was a bit hacky and stupid, so I'm not going to give it any more airtime. Essentially, he's talking about how guys are kind of getting a bit shit, both in academically and socially. Uh, yeah, I would, I would say that generally dudes need to step up their game. He cited some statistics, which um, you know I like. Didn't source them, but no, I, it's not so good. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of unsourced statistics because ninety percent of the time statistics are made up. Oh, 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 oh I'm a wanker. <laughs> so he said, th- uh, guys are thirty percent more likely to drop out of school um, in Canada. Five boys for every girls drop out of school. Generally, there's a growing trend amongst young males. Um, they have a fear of intimacy. Uh, they're socially awkward with women, and they tend to prefer physical company of men to women. That's not a statement about latent homosexuality. It's, it's like more hanging of... with the bros. Exactly. No homo. Um, <laughs> just just a couple of straight bros. Just, hang, um, just kicking it. It's really difficult to create this metaphor without kind of segueing into... Yeah, yeah. Let, let's, let's just... Let's just... <laughs> I think he's he kind of talks more specifically about sports teams, about yeah. kind of lads nights out, that kind of thing, which are straight things, but they're also um, see, probably seems more safe because guys understand how guys work. But, but but why don't we understand how women work anymore? Because, why don't we know what women want? <laughs> because women are kind of powerful and scary, I think generally and it's easier to hang with the bros than deal with that and i think that he he talked a lot about how the internet is facilitating this both with uh with instantaneous gratification from internet gaming and obviously pornography dudes um, just jacking off and playing their xboxes exactly that 24 7 yeah he was talking about boys being digitally rewired for uh, instantaneous gratification as opposed to long-term relationships which they uh, they have to put effort into and women who they have to kind of engage intellectually with. What would you have to say on those subjects, G? Well, I've just realised that's essentially we're doing exactly what he said we're doing. We do. We're two guys who are just engaging on the internet instead of like instead of going out and meeting women we are his we we're we're exactly the sort of people he's talking about simon well check us out yeah i guess so yeah this isn't all we do i think the reason that we do this podcast is because we've been friends for a good couple of years and we used to do a radio show together that doesn't come (laughs) from us being afraid of women i don't think and also 
I would say that we are from the generation and also the sect of society um, that should exhibit these traits, uh, being as we're both massive weeaboos. <laughs> I mean, we both watch a, a lot of Japanese cartoons, play a lot of. I don't really games. do. Uh, I used, you used, used to. to. Used to. We, I we think it's the operative to. word. <laughs> yeah, I still do. Uh, I know you still play um, a lot of computer games. I, yeah, I play a lot of video games, I guess. But you know, uh, yeah. but I don't think the I don't think video games are to blame. The pornography subject is one that's that's been done to death. I don't think I can say anything original on that. Obviously, pornography is bad and it warps our understanding of sex and how intimacy in male-female, female-female, male-male relationships is supposed to work. I yeah. think that's unfortunate. So Video basically, games, you're, you're kind of, your issue here is he's drawing conclusions without like really proving it. I, so you're I actually haven't... not at all down with um, Zimbaro or something. No, I'm, I'm down with... I'm down with some of the things he's saying. I just think that it's unfair to group video gaming, which is an art form, with pornography, which, which isn't. Is, which isn't, I would argue. Uh. I don't think porn is art. I think that art can be pornographic. I don't think pornography, by and large, is artistic. Yeah, but I think the same can be said about, like, I'm pretty sure, like, lots of video games aren't artistic, Simon. I think that a higher percentage of video games are artistic. Than pornography, yeah, you're probably right on that one. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. I think that that's, yeah. Uh, and whereas probably the more successful video game franchises are not hugely artistic and don't really have anything interesting to say, I don't think that the vast majority of games um, are to blame for the rising trend in male sexual awkwardness and social awkwardness. But to um, be fair, like, no matter what's causing it, guys, once you're finished listening to the show, just go out, talk to the ladies. Be nice. Don't be creepy and weird. Yeah, don't be creepy and weird. Just be cool. We we know creepy and weird. We've we've done our fair share of creepy and weird. We've spent our time in the weeaboo trenches. We know what it's like. We know what it's like. We know what it's like to to wish you could talk to a girl but not actually talk to a girl and then go and tell your friends she kind of fobbed you off but the actual situation was that you were too scared to talk to her in the first place. I've been there. No, that's never happened hasn't. to me because yeah, I'm, you know, I'm such an awesome dude. But yeah, no, I, I can imagine it. Yeah, almost. you can imagine. I can imagine it. Can you imagine it almost as if you were there? almost <laughs> almost but but not as if i was there <laughs> that's the yeah. important thing is <laughs> yeah but as we, if someone else was there we're gonna put me. the uh the ted talk up on the facebook group uh, yeah i definitely check live. it out and then i think those ted talks are generally pretty awesome so yeah. like yeah just watch some of those essentially video games are not like pornography generally i don't think and i don't think g does either because um, if you're getting raging erections while you play Europa Universalis, there's something definitely wrong with you. Yeah, I was going to say like the integra- in, uh, you know, the instant gratification thing that really doesn't work because I play really boring, long, drawn out video games. Oh my god! If I marry the daughter of the King of Spain, then all of Spain will be mine in about three generations' time. Yes. 
Yeah, I I, so I play really right tedious like strategy games. I'm I basically I suck at like shooting games. See, I'm alright at shooting games. I'm terrible. I, I can't do that sort of thing. I am into my competitive online gaming though. I've I've been involved in the the Dota two beta for a while now. And Is that the one? Dota based games where you just have to click shit really fast to you win. Don't have to sh- Who click can shit? click? No, that's not that's not what it is. It's not clicking really fast. It's it's kind of like a strategy game. I'm not going to explain it because it's really boring <laughs> if you don't play it. Yeah. But essentially, I think that is one of the games that he's referring to. It's a competitive online game that offers you a feeling of mastery and um, experience if you uh, if you play it for a long time, which may over time replace actual feelings of mastery and experience you get from mastering actual skills apart from the ability to pwn noobs as dwarven sniper i don't think that that's to blame for the decline of of young gentlemen but i think pornography definitely is phil yeah stop lumping games in with boobs and and dirty sex they're not the same thing <laughs> all right that, man no leave it out you crazy old man i saw some um men who i i would say definitely fitted into the mold the other day there's a thing in manchester like i notice it every time it's sunny is that essentially you get like groups of guys riding around on quad bikes yeah yeah i kind of is this was, a new thing no it, it really wasn't there was like a few years back, there was a group of guys ran rushing. So it was like Asian dudes. So, you know, from South Asia. They, and I think they were kind of like trying to be a gang. Okay. Yeah. But they were really... Sh- there was kind of like, oh, it's like a motorbike gang, but our thing is quad bikes. Okay. But they hadn't figured that quad bikes are really shit. Oh, <laughs> like, oh. So, like, one of them would always be breaking down. Oh. And, like, the other the other day I was in town, there was another couple of guys on quad bikes, and it was like, you know, they were obviously trying to look, like, hard. Apart from the fact that because of the way quad bikes work, one of the men, there was, like, two of them on the bike, and one of the men was having to, like, hug the other one to stay on. Guys, really? <laughs> this isn't working. Well, You're going for a look, and, you, yeah, you're not pulling it off. Is that? I think that's that is a look that can work still. Um, no, <laughs> you don't think so. You don't. Think no, that... I think kind of in my mind's eye, I can picture a gang of quad bikers that could work. All right. Yeah. Say if you were on a beach and you were like a surf gang with quad bikes, that could yeah. work. A, a surf gang, that? or like just just riding up and down the the beach, sand dunes and shit, spe- yeah. spraying women yeah. with sand. Yeah, I think I think that's the look they're going for, but they haven't figured about the fact they're in the middle of a really big city that that doesn't have a beach. Yeah, yeah, and there's no need for quad bikes. They're a kind of outdoorsy countryside vehicle. A, a rural, a rural quad bike gang. Yeah, that would yeah. be pretty cool. A rural quad bike. I reckon gang. the cads of Monmouth probably oh, ride quad yeah, bikes. Yeah, I bet they ride quad bikes. But they wear like full-on dinner suits as well. Yeah, they ride or around. They... I, I kind of pitched them, yeah, no, I kind of pitched them dressed up like sort of fox hunters, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and instead of horses, they have quad uh, bikes. Quad bikes, yeah. And instead of instead of foxes, they hunt pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I say, that's a lovely bit of rough. 
<laughs> Gentlemen, we ride. <laughs> my cats <laughs> are not afraid again. That was going to be my, like, don't fucking do this of the week after, like, iPhone conversations posted on Facebook yeah. last my thing was going to be quad bikes, but no, I've I've changed now. Definitely ride quad bikes, but only if you dra- dr- dress like sort of 18th century gentlemen. And describe yourselves as pussy hunters. <laughs> Fox hunting? No, we're pussy hunters. It would be good. Justin Bieber is wanted by the police. Yes. Why? I was like fully expecting a Bieber song so we could talk about how he was... Yeah, Justin Bieber got in a fight with a photographer and, like, totally beat him up. And now the police want to kind of bring him in for questioning. Uh, but he's yeah. not in hiding, is he? Like, yes. Justin yes, Bieber is. is in hiding. Last time I heard, Justin Bieber was in hiding and the Los Angeles police force were trying to track him down to bring him in for questioning. That's pretty fucking cool. I mean, you've let the side down by not having one of his songs there, Simon. Well, I'm going to have to find one now, aren't I? I, however, have fulfilled my obligations. I have a conspiracy theory of the week. Oh, amazing. Um, last I week, just want, I just want to make a point of saying that the second highest result, if you Google Justin Bieber's name, after just Justin Bieber on its own, is Justin Bieber stabbed, question mark. <laughs> The internet wants him dead. Like they want to, not not necessarily they want to do it themselves. They just want to, they want to learn about it. If it turns out Justin Bieber has been stabbed while we're recording this show, that will be the craziest thing ever. I'm going to search that now because maybe he has been. Has there been a prison riot and he's been shivved? (laughs) Stabbed by crate. Justin Bieber stabbed by crazed fan. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a hoax. So it was it was actually a hoax on the 26th you got of up, April. You got us so excited, Simon. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, there's, there's my conspiracy like, yeah, fear of the week. Like last yeah. week, I was going to talk about this last week, but I got distracted by the fact that Starbucks and Scientology were the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I did, this week's conspiracy theory, it's quite a famous one, but I think it needs to be addressed. It's the, uh, it's the Denver International Airport. Now, the existence of Denver International Airport isn't a conspiracy. That's, that's yep. true. There's that. irrefutable evidence of Denver but, International Airport. But essentially, like, conspiracy theorists but crazy about this place because there's like a lot of stuff in it. There's like a, inside, there's a statue of Satan. Is there? Um, outside of it, there's a massive, like 60 foot tall um, statue of a horse with red glowing eyes. Is that, is this actually? That's true. This is yeah. all irrefutably true. True. Yeah. Um, there's some crazy murals on the walls, of, um, including a man with a gas mask attacking children with a scimitar. That's true. What? It's a real thing. Um, and then there's um, then there's some children like smashing up the man who's uh, who's with who had the scimitar earlier, okay. and like all the countries of the world uniting in a new world order. Some might say. Okay. And, and and there's a big plaque um outside it with um with a with a Freemasons logo and and a thing saying it's been created by the New World Airport Commission. 
Okay, so it sounds like this place has been made to troll conspiracy theories. Yeah, essentially, because like conspiracy theories are like, oh, look at the signs. But like, you know, there's all this new world, all this stuff. It's like, yeah, because if the Freemasons really controlled the world. Yeah. And we're creating a secret hub for like aliens to land out or whatever crazy shit you're believing. Yeah. They wouldn't just plaster it all over the place. At one specific place as well. Like we're a secret society unless you go to Denver International Airport, which in the name says International Airport. So it suggests there's probably going to be quite a few people going through there. Yeah, and it's like there's also this whole thing about having these like secret under underground bunkers below it, where when they kind of put every that's going to be the concentration camp they put everyone in when the new world order takes over. To be uh, fair, there's there's probably bunkers underneath it. Yeah, and because it's an international airport. Well, exactly. That's the, pe- the the people who run the international airport. It's like yeah, no, there are like hundreds of miles of tunnels underneath it. That's because we need to get stuff from like planes to the airport quickly, so we do it underground. Yeah. Or, like, um, you know, in or, case there's a bomb scare and we need to evacuate everybody. Yeah, go, really go through the basement. Yeah. And it's, but I ju- I, it's just like one of these classic things. I mean, like, it, like, to be fair, it is a legitimately fucked up place, but it's more it's fucked up just because it's ridiculous. Yeah. As, I mean, especially uh, this massive statue of the horse, which apparently weighs 900, oh, wait, no, 9,000 pounds. And is made of steel. Okay. It's it's got glowing red eyes, massively weird anatomically correct balls, (laughs) and its owner, the the guy who created it, was crushed to death by it while he was making it. Talking of uh, talking of conspiracy theories, actually, I don't really have a segue here. Another (laughs) um, another shit music for terrible people. Right. Yeah. Um, as um, Justin Bieber is um, is currently in hiding from the police, uh, we're yeah. going to be doing a Justin Bieber thing. Um, this is his um, recent hit single, Boyfriend. Which, Hello. Which is, yeah. Basically, he's saying he could be, you know, your boyfriend. Uh, it's written... It's written in a kind of odd way because it seems like he's trying to convince a young lady that she should be his girlfriend. But, Seems like that would be wicked easy for yeah, him. Because he'd just be like, I'm Justin Bieber. And she's she'd be like, I'm already naked. It's already happened. How old is he now? About 10. Really? Because th- no, I've think got like the horrible feeling he's actually probably like 20 no, now. I something. think he's about 18 or 19 because he started to go a little bit Justin Timberlake. Right. Okay. So what? Only- awesome and funny. No, no, just like no, like music, musically wise. Oh, right. Okay. To draw a bit of inspiration from uh, from from Justin Timberlake, which I kind of have anything. It's but it's like a shit Justin Timberlake. Oh, it's like Tesco's value oh. Timberlake. Yeah. To be fair, if Justin Timberlake's already around, we don't need another guy we to don't. be him. No, I'm kind of looking forward to the Justin Bieber song that features. Ooh wee. He did sound weirdly like Justin. But that's how. Justin Bieber sounds when you did that ooey yeah. as well. Yeah, imagine good. imagine me singing. That's basically what Justin Timberlake, not Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber. They have the same name. They're basically the same person. <laughs> oh, now there is a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Holy fuck. Imagine if Justin Bieber was created as an elaborate troll by, by Justin Timberlake. 
Because they it's kind just... of look similar. In that they're both white men, yes. Yeah, yeah. so, you know. It could be. Maybe he's been digitally painted into everything he's ever been in. It's Justin Bieber, like Tupac. Is he a hologram? Maybe he is. Maybe he's an android, specifically designed to pop. So what, the same person who made Engelbert Humperdinck made Justin yeah, Bieber? Yeah, he's, he's had two works. He's like a, he's like a terrible <laughs> music really version of Dr. Bisconovich from Tekken. Yeah, it's like two really crazy different works. Yeah, like it's like Yoshimitsu and Brian from Tekken. Dr. Biskonovich made both of those. Maybe he made Justin Bieber and Engelbert Humperdinck to conquer the world of pop. I vaguely remember playing Tekken in the 90s. Yeah. Or I should probably read you some uh, Justin yeah. Bieber lyrics. Now, literally any of this I could read to you and it would make you angry. Um, yeah, yeah, just this pick, is just, verse just pick lines of random. If I if I was your boyfriend, I'd never let you go. I can take you places you ain't never been before. Baby, take a chance or you'll never, ever know. I got money in my hands that I'd really like to blow. Swag, swag, swag. Ah! Chilling by the fire while we eating fondue. I don't know about me, but I know about you. So say hello to Foss- falsetto in three, two. And then it goes into a vocal hook. Cool. Yeah, like, I, I think my personal favourite is swag, swag, swag on you, chilling by the fire while we eating fondue. Oh, like at first I was kind of like the start of it where he's like, you know, I can take you places where you never be. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Probably could. You're being accurate. Yeah. It's... Terrible, terrible, terrible places. But still, you've probably never been there. No, new depths, <laughs> plumbing, Stygian depths. <laughs> I seem to remember. Oh that, man! Imagine, that, imagine how fucked up Justin Bieber's uh, sex life is. Well, I seem to rem- so imagine all the crazy shit he's into. Because you know, yeah, he's into. I I seem to remember there was some talk of him having sex with an underage girl at one of his gigs and saying to her, "I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you." Yeah. He's just a dirty little <laughs> sex goblin. More lyrics. Um, if now. I was your boyfriend, never let you go. Keep me on my arm, arm girl. You'd never be alone. That's a bit weird. Like, right. like a kind of, kind of like a like pseudo abusive sultan. Like, <laughs> my secret service are going to watch you everywhere you go. You're I, never I think I, be I, alone. I think that's creepy in the standard love song sense. I don't think that's creepier than any other love song anyone's ever written. <laughs> I can be a gentleman, anything you want. If I was your boyfriend, I'd never let you go. I'd never let you go. I thought he was going to rhyme once with something else there for a no. second. What, what, like, I can be a gentleman, anything you want. Take out my penis, stick it in your... Yes. Yes, that would be an amazing. Ha- like he's made one of his money. Doesn't matter. He better <laughs> just release that song. An expletive written. Yeah. Oh God, I look forward to that. That would be amazing. The day Justin Bieber just goes Charlie Sheen and doesn't give a shit anymore. Um. But, well, yeah. to be fair, as he's wanted by the police, possibly we're already there. Verse two. Verse two is where it really pops off. Okay. I think you're gonna. Um, yeah, to be fair, so far it's been pretty tame. A bit weird, you know, but Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this. Um 
Tell me what you like, yeah. Tell me what you don't. I could be your Buzz Lightyear fly across the globe. I don't never want to fight, yeah. You already know. I'm going to make you shine bright like you laying in the snow. Burr. Girlfriend, girlfriend, you could be my girlfriend. You could be my girlfriend until the epic world ends. Make you dance, do a spin and twirl. Voice going crazy on this hook like a whirlwind. Swaggy. This is like, this is the wackest song I've ever heard. It's is really... this guy like? Isn't this guy like one of the richest people on earth at this point? Basically, and like probably lots of young ladies like him. But this is so bad. I yep. like. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever actually listened to a Justin Bieber song. Yep. Probably. I mean, more likely than not, I've never heard one of his songs. But. Yep. This is crazy. It is. How it's, is he so famous? It's crazy bad. It's crazy bad. It's still a good pop. I'm actually at a loss for words by how bad this is. I know. But but gee, don't you want him to be your Buzz Lightyear and fly across the globe? No, because that makes no sense. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop. Stop, please. You're hurting me. Yeah, and it's it sounds creepy. It really does as well. Like I don't think it sounds creepy. It does sound shit. But but, but it's either creepy or shit because uh, the whole bit about if I was your boyfriend, I'd never let you go. No, I mean like, 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 whatever. You'd never like, be alone. Every what? every love song ever has a bit like yeah, I'm gonna be by your side forever. And when you actually think about that, it's kind of like it's a bit odd. Yeah, but no, I mean that's fine. Like. Swag, 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 swag. Well, does he, does he end his? Does no, he end, he, he ends, ends that verse by saying, "What swaggy, swaggy voice? That's not going, even a thing. Voice going crazy on this hook like a whirlwind. Swaggy. <laughs> does it make your skin what? crawl? It makes your skin crawl, doesn't it? it it's does. just, it's, it's really bad. Swaggy. Yeah. What? Yep. I mean, yeah, I know I'm like the whitest guy on earth, but yep. still, he's pretty. He's white, white though. He's he's pretty white. Yeah, he's outdoing me here. Yep. Like swaggy is something like a fifty-year-old mother would say. Try to be down with the kids. Yeah. Like, hey, Jason, Jason, your uh, your top looks really good. That's really swaggy. Shut up, mum. You don't understand me. <gasps> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Does his mum write his lyrics? I don't know. Maybe. I reckon uh, if his mum's a um, a borderline alcoholic with a rhyming dictionary, then yeah, probably. His mum might be all right. I think, to be honest, no matter how sad his mum is about what he's doing, she probably can't hear it over all the money. That's true. Because you know he looks after his mum. Yeah, he probably does. He probably looks after his mum. I to mean, he's fair, a monster. He yeah, he probably does look after his mum. Yeah, he's actually he's he's he is a monster, but he's not that kind of monster. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of sinister kind of monster. He's, he's a sinister. He's a sinister kind of monster. <laughs> Girls, stay away from Justin Bieber. God. Yeah. Jesus, imagine having a daughter. Oh, having a daughter. 
and just like her being into Justin Bieber, just, like and, yeah, and him just making really sleazy sexual advances on her all the time. But but I mean, I know nothing about him, but I know that's what he does. Yeah, and I've seen and, pictures of him, and I know. And she and you can hear her playing this this song up in her room, and you know she's not really listening to it, but but it's ingraining itself into her psyche at the age of twelve. And you have to deal with that as a man. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it, man. <laughs> I don't know. What have I told you? Don't listen to Piper. Don't listen to Piper. All my all my kids are going to be allowed to listen to is Pink Floyd's "The Wall" and anything by Credence Clearwater Revival. I'm only going to listen. Let my children listen to things that have been cleared by being the intro or outro to this show. Yeah. Yeah. So That's they I'm going to pick really horrific music now, <laughs> specifically. But gee, you said it was all right. You said it was all right for your for your kids to listen to whatever he uses the intro or the outro to this song. And I have chosen "Fucker Gently" by <laughs> um, by Tenacious D for this uh, for this week's for this week's show. I might actually use that as the ent- uh, the outro now. I'm going. I'm going to choose next next week's outro is going to be "Cop Killer." <laughs> Cop Killer, yeah. Uh, so watch. So that's that's what you need to do this week. Yeah. Errand of Mercy says, "Watch your daughters." Watch your daughters. And make That's sure they're method. not listening to Justin Bieber. Get men get out of the house, meet women, yeah. but also watch your daughters, guys. Yeah, guys, stop being pathetic. Stop, stop being pathetic. Noobs. Man up, you know. Stop playing video games and jacking off all the time, and take care of your fucking daughters already. Yeah. Jesus. Jeez, she's listening to Justin Bieber right now, and you're busy. On your dual screens, jerking off to porn and playing Call of Duty at the same same time, which is kind of an impressive feat if you've got a good kill-to-death ratio. But still, it's bad. Stop it. I feel we covered a lot this week. Usually we kind of like recap it, but literally we have talked about a lot. (laughs) Yeah, a lot has gone on. So, you know, just, just ruminate on it. Think about it. If you um, if you like what we're saying, write a review of it. Yeah, uh, suggest this to a friend, please. Yeah. Um, please, it's it's all we've got left. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Stream our show off Jellycast. Yes. Uh, join the Facebook thing. group, Facebook page. I don't even yeah. know how Facebook works Whatever anymore. It is like what talking it? of Facebook. Does Facebook still exist? No, it went bust. Probably. That happened while we while we we're, while we're doing this show. Facebook went bust. To be it's honest, now, like. Yeah. It's the 29th of March, January, February, March, April. May. May, 29th of May. It's the 29th of May, and by the time this goes out in uh, a week and a half time-ish, um, Facebook might not exist anymore. So, you know, Probably if time. it does still exist... It'll be owned by China. Yeah. Well, everything <laughs> is, anyway, by proxy. So, you know, it's fine. It's their century. They can... That, they'll probably century. be all right. They'll be all right. They'll they'll look after they'll look after the things. It's fine. Just just accept it. Let them let them come in and and just make it sort everything out. Sort everything Please, out. China, Please, China. Just 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 make the film Red Dawn happen already. Make it, make and just it, conquer us. Yeah, and just sort it all out. 
come and do like there's a game called Homefront. Come and do come and do the Homefront thing. Come and make everything better because we're running out of ideas over here. You know the Eurozone's collapsing. We're listening to Justin Bieber or Justin Engelbert. Bieber, I'm doing, or those Humble. are literally our own two, only two music choices. Robo Bieber and Cyber Humperdinck are they're taking over, and we've got nothing left. So just. Come and join in our errand of mercy, China. Yeah, join us. <laughs> Don't actually. Just, just send us a fuck ton of money. That'll do. Just a, a whole load of money, like all of the money. <laughs> uh, and that, that'll probably be better. And we'll keep on buying all that stuff you make, which is, which is everything, basically. This is, this is, I feel like this is ending on a... Yeah, on a, yeah whatever. This has yeah. been episode this three. Episode. Who cares, man? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go shoot myself in the mouth. Oh, let's just die, man. Let's just die. <laughs> episode three, coaster. the third and final episode. Watch your, watch your doors. And watch your doors. And go outside and meet them simultaneously. Later. Later. Stay safe. Yeah. That was giant.